Welcome to the Watchman channel. This channel is all about world news and Bible prophecy, pointing to the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am asking that if you can, to please help to financially support this ministry. If you feel led to pledge any amount of money, it would be extremely helpful and greatly appreciated. There is a PayPal link in the description box and in my pinned comment below. You can also donate using Cash App. My cash tag is dollar sign watchman 1963 thank you all so much for your prayers and support god bless well, scientists in mexico pulling back the curtain on what they believe are aliens and put two of those corpses on display uh, take a look uh, these small mummified specimens were unveiled at mexico's first ever ufo hearing yesterday yeah, it looks like E.T. You're right. Uh, the alleged alien corpses were found in Peru. They're believed to be 700 to 1800 years old. They only had three fingers and elongated heads. X-rays of the aliens were also shown, and experts say one of the bodies has eggs inside of it. Hmm. Maybe we could have alien babies. A lot going on in Peru. Yeah. That's right. So is this real? Do people believe uh, I, this? I don't know. As Leslie but... Lopez says, we want DNA samples. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're eventually going to find out that aliens look nothing like yeah. we think they look. No. It looks nothing like ET. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a stone carving. It really does. It does. What is that? Yeah. I don't know. We live in a day and age of great deception. So maybe these non-human alien corpses shown to the Mexican Congress are real. Whether this is an elaborate hoax or the real thing doesn't matter. End times deception and the strong delusion spoken of in the Bible are upon us, proving we are in the last seconds of human history. Are you ready? Could an alien deception be the strong delusion God sends on an unbelieving and unrepentant world in the last days? Recently, interest has been rising in the theory that an alien deception will be part of the end times. Odd as it may seem, this theory is entirely plausible from a Christian perspective. Although the Bible gives us no word about whether or not aliens exist, there is no inclusion of them in the creation account in Genesis, and no mention of them elsewhere. The Bible does tell us about visitors from another world, the spiritual world, as we read in Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. According to a National Geographic survey, 77% of all Americans believe there are signs that aliens have visited Earth. According to a recent Harris poll, only 68% of all Americans believe that Jesus is God or the Son of God. That means that the number of Americans that believe that UFOs have visited us is now greater than the number of Americans that believe what the Bible has to say about Jesus Christ. With each passing year, the frequency of UFO sightings seems to keep increasing, as does the number of movies, television shows, and video games featuring aliens and extraterrestrial life. It is almost as if the population of the planet is being primed for something. Could this phenomenon be the strong delusion of the last days that is talked about in the Bible? 2 Thessalonians 2 9-12 The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Why is God sending a strong delusion? The Bible makes it clear. They perish because they refuse to love the truth, and so be saved. Simply put, God sends a strong delusion to those who choose not to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. The prophet Isaiah puts it succinctly. 
just as they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations, so will I choose their delusions, and bring their fears on them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not hear, but they did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I do not delight. The rapture is a familiar concept to most Christians and non-Christians alike. While they may not believe it, and they may even laugh at it, many non-Christians know that all the Christians believe that they are supposed to somehow disappear before the end of the world. Satan would seem to have a problem. How would he be able to explain away the fact that every person who was a Christian has suddenly disappeared? It would seem like a huge wake-up call to the world that the Christians were right after all. It is becoming more and more clear what Satan's solution to this dilemma is. He will answer this preposterous idea, the rapture, with another preposterous idea, an alien deception. When thinking of the peculiar things of the world, the New Age movement tends to come to mind. Psychics, mantras, astrology and crystals are some of the symbols of this diverse group of the extremely spiritually deceived. Another topic that has always interested New Agers has been UFOs and extraterrestrials. In the past, the idea that UFOs were real was relegated to the fringe. In recent years, however, several scientists have come to the conclusion that extraterrestrials are statistically probable. One of the leading astrophysicists, Stephen Hawking, states that aliens are real and possibly dangerous. Christians must deal with this from a biblical worldview and not be caught up in the deception that UFOs are anything but agents of the prince of the power of the air, aka Satan. God is very real, angels are very real, and the enemy is also very real. In an article by a former New Age participant, Jim Sales describes a prevailing belief among New Agers. Sales describes what Israeli psychic Yuri Geller said, extraterrestrials would not interfere until, in a single night, at the peak of the conflict, they would remove millions of humans who resist this initiation into a higher spiritual consciousness and re-educate them before returning them to Earth a few years later. Another article quotes Barbara Marciniak in her book Bringers of the Dawn as saying, The people who leave the planet during the time of Earth changes do not fit in here any longer, and they are stopping the harmony of the Earth. When the time comes that perhaps 20 million people leave the planet at one time, there will be a tremendous shift in consciousness for those who are remaining. Geller and Marciniak's quotes sound quite familiar to Christians. 1 Thessalonians 4.16-18 tells Christians they will disappear from the earth someday. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. The source of this information in both cases, Yuri Geller and Barbara Masiniak, is described as being from psychic contact with extraterrestrials. This is not something New Agers have invented. It comes straight from the mind of Satan, disguised as an alien. This has been communicated to them, and will possibly be the explanation for the rapture of the church, i.e., those who do not fit into the earth anymore, those who resist the initiation into a higher spiritual consciousness, the troublemakers. Are you a troublemaker? I hope so. Jesus said, as a sign of his coming and the end of the age, there would be an increase in deception, false Christ who will deceive many, wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, Christian persecution, 
apostasy, false prophets, and lawlessness causing the love of many to grow cold. Jesus said all of these signs would come like birth pains. Jesus was likening last day's events to a woman in labor. As the labor progresses, the pains increase in both frequency and intensity until the baby finally comes. As we get closer to Jesus' return, all the signs he gave us as a sign of his coming and the end of the age will become more frequent and more intense. All of these signs are manifesting around the world in our time. Over 700 people tested for Nipah virus after two deaths in India. The Lord Jesus foretold that there would be plagues or pestilences in various places in the last days before he returns, as we read in Luke 21.11. And there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Worries are rising over another deadly virus. The southern state of Kerala has reported four cases of the Nipah virus, out of which two have succumbed to the infection. Nipah is a zoonotic virus. That means it is transmitted to people from animals. It mainly affects animals such as bats, pigs, dogs and horses. Though the infection uh, does not spread as uh, deadly as COVID, uh, the case fatality ratio or proportion of deaths among those who test positive is very high. The World Health Organization, NIPA, has a fatality rate of anywhere between 40 and 75%. Uh, State of Kerala has experienced multiple Nipah outbreaks. In uh, It first reported the virus in 2018 when 21 of the 23 infected people died. In 2019 and in 2021, Nipah claimed two more lives in the state. As the virus spreads through close contact, the Kerala government has strengthened measures to contain it. Mass testing will begin in areas where the latest cases were found. Several areas have been declared as containment zones and no travel out of these areas will be allowed till further notice. Local self-government institutions and Village offices will function with minimum staff, while banks, other government educational institutions will not operate. The government has advised people to maintain social distancing and use masks and sanitizers in the containment zones. There is currently no vaccines for the virus. The symptoms usually begin with a fever, a headache, cough, sore throat like COVID. Nipah 2 can result in shortness of breath or in uh, breathing difficulties. But in the, if the situation goes from bad to worse, the moment a patient develops encephalitis, that's the medical term for a major swelling in the brain, encephalitis comes with a fresh set of symptoms that include drowsiness, disorientation, and mental confusion. What's killing the sea lions in Argentina? More than 100 dead animals have washed up on the country's shores, and officials say it's because of a bird flu outbreak. They say the disease mutated and was passed to these mammals. It's the first time this has happened in Argentina. The government is urging people to avoid the beach areas, which shouldn't be too difficult since it's currently winter in South America. The World Health Organization says avian flu has been spread among birds for 25 years, but recently it's been detected in minks, otters, and sea lions. There are no reported cases of avian flu in humans, Scientists say the virus could infect people, although it is a rare occurrence. Bird flu is usually a seasonal issue, but cases have been reported year-round since 2021 in what officials are calling the largest outbreak ever seen. Catastrophic floods overseas leading to devastation in Libya. 
Thousands are dead with thousands still missing. Our chief foreign correspondent Ian Panel is tracking the latest. The UN's calling this a calamity of epic proportions as rescue workers only start to get to grips with what happened in Derna. One local Red Crescent official describing a wall of water more than 20 feet high. This morning, the devastation after the storm. More than 2,000 confirmed dead, with as many as 10,000 missing. The stormwaters breaching two dams, unleashing catastrophic flooding. The waters surging through the Libyan city of Derna. Satellite images show what it was like days earlier. Now, a quarter of Derna has been simply wiped off the map. Emergency workers have recovered more than 2,000 bodies so far, but officials fear the death toll will be far greater, with as many as 10,000 still missing and more than 40,000 displaced. Starting Sunday night, Mediterranean Storm Daniel hit the coastal city with more than 15 inches of rain in 24 hours. Residents reported hearing sounds like explosions as the dams gave way under the weight of the stormwater. There used to be a dam, this man says. Now it's just soil. Red Crescent emergency teams move through the deluged roads, helping others and trying to open blocked storm drains. The floods leaving scenes of utter devastation in its wake that speak to the power of the waters that swept through here and out to sea. Rescue teams having to use boats to search for survivors. The destruction is everywhere. This resident showing the high watermarks and the damage left as the waters recede. Jesus declares this in Matthew 24, 37 through 39. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus tells us in verse 37, when our days parallel the days of Noah, he is returning. One of the things that parallel our days with the days of Noah is the unprecedented flooding the world has been experiencing over the last few years. Jesus goes on to tell us in verses 38 and 39 that when he returns, things will be going on as normal as people will be eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. Just as in the days of Noah, when people were caught off guard and the flood came, so also will people of our time be caught off guard when Jesus returns. While God promised never to destroy all life with a flood again, he never said he wouldn't allow flooding in different parts of the earth. I believe God is warning an unsaved and unrepentant world that his final judgments are at the doorstep. The home of Russia's Black Sea Fleet, Sevastopol shipyard on the Crimean Peninsula on fire. A barrage of Ukrainian missiles and unmanned speedboats were part of an attack on Russia's naval centerpiece in the war. Russia says two ships undergoing repairs were damaged. Ukraine says it damaged a submarine and destroyed a large landing craft. Just days earlier in a daylight operation, Ukrainian special forces took control of the Boyka Towers, the offshore drilling platforms Russia seized after annexing Crimea in 2014, used since to control the Black Sea. At the opening of naval exercises with NATO countries earlier this week, Ukraine said Russian tactics pose a security threat to wider maritime traffic. There is a big problem in the Black Sea because of the high concentration of Russian mines. They wash up on Ukrainian, Romanian and partners' shores, including Turkey. It's difficult to predict how the mines will behave. Russia is constantly mining the Black Sea. 
Where the counteroffensive may look slow on land, Ukraine will no doubt consider recent naval successes as a way of curtailing what has so far been Russia's stranglehold on the Black Sea. Sevastopol port is crucial for Russia to transport fuel, ammunition, and personnel. While the Black Sea remains contested, Russia may struggle to replenish major losses. And these latest attacks could embolden Ukraine's effort to regain control of its southern waters. Breaking news overnight on the high-stakes meeting of the Russian and North Korean leaders. It wrapped up just hours ago. Chief Global Affairs anchor Martha Raddatz is tracking it all. If there was any doubt that this meeting was about sharing missile technology and munitions, you need only look at the location, a missile launch center in eastern Russia. The two leaders met for more than two hours, pledging to fight against what they called imperialism. Kim, of course, rarely travels outside of North Korea, so he was no doubt relishing the world stage. But it is clearly the war in Ukraine that brought these men together. Kim telling Putin that he supports all the Russian president's decisions for, quote, a sacred fight for its sovereignty and security. Russia is running out of ammunition in Ukraine, and that is what Kim could provide. As for Kim, he wants advanced technology for his missile programs. Putin saying this morning, this is why we have come here, because of Kim's interest in missile technology. So while there was no formal statement as to what was promised, both men seemed very satisfied with the results. The Mossad chief says that Russia could send Iran arms that would endanger Israel's existence. In rare public comments, spy chief David Barnett revealed that the Mossad and allied agencies had foiled 27 Iranian-backed attacks aimed at Israeli and Jewish targets overseas this past year. Barnett also issued a warning that Iranian leaders were not immune to Israeli strikes. More from ILTV's Steve Leibovitz. Spy chief David Barnea pulled no punches in describing the active war underway against Iran. This past year alone, we have worked together with our partners in the Israeli defense community and our partners worldwide to disrupt 27 Iranian terror teams that tried to mount attacks against Israelis or Jews globally, Europe, Africa, Southeast Asia, and South America. The plots being pursued by these teams were orchestrated, masterminded, and directed by Iran. To my regret, we are witnessing a significant increase in attempts to attack Jews and Israelis worldwide. The Mossad chief made it clear that Israel was stepping up its attack. The Iranian regime has no longer room for denial, nor does it have impunity. Our message is direct, clear, and determined. Those who saw decided to dispatch the terror teams, rest assured, we will get to you, and justice will be done for all to see. This has been proven in the past, and we have no other choice. In the future, we will ramp it up to the next level. This is state-sponsored terror. Let me be clear. We are talking about a political directive handed down by the Supreme Leader. The Mossad director called on the nations of the world to stop showing restraint in the face of Iran's conduct and commended the U.S. for its vigorous actions to ensure freedom of navigation in the Gulf region against the maritime terrorism that Iran is advancing once again. As a sign of his coming and the end of the age, Jesus declares, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. The prophets of the Old Testament prophesied of these future military conflicts in Isaiah 17.1, in which Damascus, Syria will be destroyed in a single night. Jeremiah 49, 
the prophecy of Alam, which could infer an Israeli attack upon Iran's nuclear program, Psalm 83, in which the Muslim nations that border Israel will mount an attack on Israel in order to cut them off from being a nation, Ezekiel 38 and 39, known as the War of Gog and Magog. In this prophecy, a coalition of nations led by Russia, Iran, and Turkey will attack Israel in the last days in order to take Israel's wealth. Luke 21, 26-28 Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. The signs of Jesus' soon return are so strong now, and the evidence is so clear that any person willing to accept the truth can see that the end of the world as we know it is near. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. These are the ABCs of salvation. A. Admit that you're a sinner. B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and God raised him from the dead. C. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. Jesus paid the price for mankind's sin. He has provided a way to spend eternity with him and the Father. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. God has already done all the work. All you must do is receive, in faith, the salvation God offers. Fully trust in Jesus alone as the payment for your sins. Believe in him and you will not perish. God is offering you salvation as a gift. All you have to do is accept it. Jesus is the only way of salvation. That being said, we must repent of our sins. While repentance is not a work that earns salvation, repentance unto salvation does result in works. It is impossible to truly and fully change your mind without that causing a change in action. In the Bible, repentance results in a change in behavior. Repentance, properly defined, is necessary for salvation. One day, Jesus is coming. You may be at church. You may be at work. You may be asleep. God grant that you will be ready when he makes his personal appearance. My God, what if his appearance occurs on a Sunday morning? My prophetic word to you this morning is get ready, get ready! is short. Call upon the name of Jesus today.